Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is one song number three, and today we've got the most special of special guests you could possibly imagine. It's my own dear mother, Selah Broderick. Um, last week I apologized about the sound quality, and I'm afraid it might even be worse this week, so I do apologize again about that. I'm still trying to dial all this stuff in here. Uh, but I hope it doesn't detract from the conversation too much. Uh, please enjoy this little conversation with my mother. What is a song? Where do songs come from? What is the life of a song? How much can a song morph and change before it becomes something else entirely? mother hello peter it's good to see you mom it's so good to see you it's weird to talk to you and have it be a recorded conversation i'm not sure is that gonna affect how we speak to each other or not well we'll give it a whirl i bet i bet we'll loosen up yeah yes cool well As you know, I've invited you here on this little podcast I'm doing to to talk about a song that you wrote um, around the year 2005 called Rainy Day. Um, And before we get into the song itself, I wondered, well, first of all, I have three introductory questions, which I've been asking everyone who, who is on here. And those are, you don't have to answer all of them if you don't want, but they are. How many years have you been on this earth? Where in the world are you now? And what was the last meal that you ate? I can answer all those questions. Fantastic. (laughs) I've been on this planet uh, just recently. I just finished my 62nd year. That's right. That's kind of hard to believe, but numbers and time is a funny thing. Um, I am in my little home in Sisters, Oregon right now, which is in Central Oregon. And I love it over here, right down the street are the Three Sisters Mountains, white capped, they're very comforting. And the last thing I ate was this morning, a piece of gluten-free toast with Uh peanut butter and banana on it and a nice cup of coffee. Nice. Gluten-free toast. Is that and I'm working on my working on my water. Yeah, <laughs> great. Is that gluten giving you trouble? Gluten seems to be you know, giving lots of people trouble I'm, these days. Yeah, I'm just trying some different things because as you get on on this planet, certain things 
don't work as well as they did when you were younger. So just trying yeah. some different things to see how it goes. Cool. I don't know why I wanted to ask everyone that question, but I just, I just, I'm, I find it fascinating to, to uh, know what people's, it almost, I feel like it, you can learn a lot about someone by something as mundane as what they ate and how they feel about the last thing they ate and you know, whatever it is. So uh, anyway, thanks Absolutely. for. Absolutely. And it's so, it's so human. It kind of makes you realize that people are eating and sharing similar yeah. things. So. Yeah. I, I guess like it's it. an easy question you could ask to anybody because someone, everybody has a last meal they ate. Don't, don't they? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, okay. So before we get into the song, um, would you mind just giving the listeners here a little background as to how you first got interested in music and what maybe when you started to play and, you know, anything you want to say, who some influences were for you or just whatever you'd like to say about what drew you to music and, and creating and writing your own songs? Sure. Um, well, I started playing guitar when I was around nine, maybe. My, my mother had bought a nylon string guitar because she was teaching Montessori school and was trying to learn how to play little songs to sing with the kids. And we were not to touch that guitar, but she wasn't home very much. And I would sneak it into my bedroom and I just loved it. It was like such a companion. And uh, wow. I learned how to, somehow I taught myself how to read the tablature and learned how to play Michael rode the boat ashore. And then I put the guitar back so she wouldn't know I touched it. <laughs> and, and then uh, I think one day I just came out and started playing it in front of her and she was surprised. And um, I, I was kind of nervous about it because I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I eventually just started uh, taking some lessons. And once I had that permission to take the guitar and it was mostly um, a companion. It was very personal. It wasn't like I was planning to play in front of people and all that. It was, hmm. it was a nice friend. I always would... It, I'd have dreams if the house caught on fire that I would, how I would save the guitar. Wow. So That's so a good powerful. Buddy. Mm. So then you, uh, you know, when you left your family home, by that time you had been playing not only the guitar, but when you, when did you pick up the flute as well? The flute I picked up um, in junior high, which seventh grade, which is where you could in my time uh, in band class, pick an instrument. Mm -hmm. And I always loved birds and bird song. Yeah. I had, a, I had a great aunt that was so into feeding the birds. And I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to sound like a bird? Mm. Um, to to emulate a bird, there was something about it that just was very attractive to me. So I picked the flute and um, started playing in band. And the teacher took me aside at one point and suggested that I take private lessons because I was super into it. And she could see that it was easy for me to get a good tone and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I started taking lessons probably when I was uh, private lessons when I was like 14, maybe. 
classical type lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so then at some point, when, when did you start to have a relationship with music where it was more creative, not so much, you know, learning? Because I, th I feel like a lot of musicians, they start off uh, just mimicking what they hear, you know? Of course, um, yeah. You know, like you said, Michael, row your boat ashore. And in band, I'm sure you were reading the music. When did you start to feel like music could be like a, a creative outlet? In eighth grade, I had, I went to an alternative magnet type school and um, there was a really cute boy that was <laughs> like a Keith Jarrett type piano player. And wow. in the school, we were allowed to, there was so much freedom that wasn't like your regular school. Um, and he and I started hanging out and he taught me on the flute like just like a blues scale and how to improvise. Okay. Yeah. And he would just encourage me to, um, he was just so encouraging. He would just say, yeah, just play that. Just kind of roll those notes around. And, and then, and it was just exciting. And then another kid joined us that played the trumpet and he, uh -huh. the three of us would just kind of meet in the drama room with the piano and these instruments and, and play around. And then of course he became my first boyfriend and I'd go to his house and his older sister was a guitar player that she was so good. And wow. um, I started taking lessons from her and mostly as far as creating my own music, because of course everybody was learning Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, Joni Mitchell kind of yeah. songs. Yeah. That time, Popular but. songs of the day. Mm -hmm. popular songs of the day but what I really liked doing was just being alone with the guitar and um, just finding sounds and mm -hmm. somehow they would resonate within me and connect with something I was feeling yeah and I would just play it over and over again I think like all people who are drawn to music you just sort of get in a groove and you repeat it and it's almost like your own meditation with this instrument. And uh, I probably didn't start writing words and things like that till, till later on. I, I've always liked poetry and I do have a lot of journals and my younger ones, I was so embarrassed about them that when I was 18 or something, I tied them all up with a ribbon and put them in the bottom of a dumpster, but it had a lot of. Wow. Uh, poetry and just feelings, um, yeah. but I didn't want anyone to find them. And, and that's kind of tragic. I wish I would have held on to those at this point. I wonder what happened to those because, you know, who, who knows someone going, working in the garbage facility could have seen that and just grabbed it and taken a peek. You never know. Like what, what my, my teenage um, journal I, you know, sort of rediscovered it in my late 20s. And I was so mortified by it that I had a little ritual fire and tossed it all in there and burned it. <laughs> I never knew you kept a journal. Well, there was one year. There was one year. Actually, it would have been right around the time that, that um, this song, Rainy Day, came about. Oh, interesting. Um, so we're, we're almost there. You've gotten out a, you, you, you picked up the guitar and the flute, and that kind of carried you through your school years. And I know that at some point, 
you ended up performing music a bit. You you and that's that's how that's how you met Pop. That's how you met my dad. Uh, was around this sort of you know you had some friends playing music. You were doing sort of a a, a gig in a bar uh, over in Washington. So uh, tell me, tell us about that and getting into performing and how you felt about performing and also performing original material versus performing, you know, common songs that people might know. If you have any sort of different feelings about that stuff. Sure. Um, I did start playing. Then I had just moved from central Washington state um, to Bellingham, Washington to go to community college (laughs) which was music and anatomy and physiology and ice skating and swimming were my, wow. were, my were my topics. Broad but, interest. Uh, um, and I had in, in high school played like with friends, we would do little jams and put together songs and, you know, perform around school a little bit, I guess. But um, at that time I was new to this town and I put up a sign in a frozen yogurt shop or something or I saw a sign from a, a, a woman that wrote, looking to jam, play some music with somebody, okay. reggae. And I'm like, well, okay. I didn't know much about reggae, but I called this gal <laughs> and we started getting together. And, you know, it wasn't so much original stuff, but we, she'd play the tambourine and we'd sing together. And the part I think that was more my own thing was that I was really into, um, in a, already written song, putting in my own personal break of some kind with right. guitar work. Um, so that was how I personalized those songs. I don't think I was really playing anything original at that time. This is like when I'm 19, 18, mm-hmm, 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, there was this place called Fast Eddie's <laughs> in Bellingham, Washington, that was like a college bar uh, <laughs> cafe place. And I was this woman, Dawn, and I were playing at an open mic, and it was really fun. And the owner came up to me afterwards and said to play here during lunch breaks from, I don't know, 11 to 2 every day. You'll Uh get a free lunch and a tip jar. Sweet. And I was so flabbergasted that somebody would ask me that. And Don was not invited for some Ooh. reason. He just wanted me to do it. I know. That must have been weird. That's so bizarre you ask because I was just going through some old letters the day and I found a letter from her. She was living in Spain or something. Anyway, wow. it, it was... It was a little strange. I remember feeling kind of bad about it, but there was a little group of people that would come to the open mic and your pop was one of them. And mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden I started getting a lot more tips in my tip jar. So I yes. figured I was doing pretty good until eventually one day I found out he was the one supplying uh-huh. my tip jar. Wow. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Um, that certainly does. Yeah, I was just, I, um, so you were saying at that time you were playing mostly covers or maybe even entirely covers. Entirely covers, but what I put my energy into was the presentation of it and some kind of guitar work to make it my own. Right. Change it up a little bit to make it more right. 
people would recognize the song, but change it a bit. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things I'm kind of exploring in this series as well is um, how, how a song can transform through the filter of the different people it gets performed by over the years. And that what is, you know, the, the life of the, the, of the song itself. And so I, I have no doubt that a creative person like yourself would have taken, you know, songs that everybody knows and, and turn them into something of your own. Um, so, wow. Um, okay. That's a lovely saying, isn't it? I mean, people have done albums of famous, uh, you know, well-known musicians that they've yeah. done an album of different people doing their songs. And I, I just think it's a treasure, you know, we all get to express a little bit of our own connection. Yeah. with. And I think there's a part of me that feels like this is the way I will, I don't want to be too dogmatic or anything, but part of me feels like that's the way music should be is, is this sort of communal thing that's shared. And, you know, you know, someone might get an idea from somewhere, but then it comes out and it, it gets passed around and transformed. It's like nobody really owns the song almost like the song is just some idea that kind of got channeled through somebody and then gets sort of passed around and has its own life, you know? And sometimes, absolutely, yeah. well said. Sometimes, well said. I, yeah. I was just going to say, I think even if you weren't putting words on that, that, that the reality is, is that's how people experience right music and and all kinds of different things. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with that's how we learn is by copying, re, reinventing, and it and it does it. It tells you that it's not just yours. I like that bigger picture idea. Yeah. That it's, just, yeah and some there's many examples of a song that may have been written by somebody but then later it gets covered by someone else and and I would find that version much more powerful like the singer Nina Simone is a great example for me where she didn't write many of her own songs but in, in almost every case, her version is the one that I would prefer. You know, it's the most powerful to me. It's like she took the song right. to this other level, you know, it's uh, so right. I just find that um, it's like, it's like, you know, someone else may have made up the song or got it from, you know, channeled it through or whatever, however you want to envision that. But then it's like, it's like she, she helped solidify more of what the song actually is or I don't know absolutely absolutely yeah so um okay so at some point well then, then you had then you had some kids didn't you and and that may have that may have uh put a little bit of um put a little bit of a, a wrench into your plans as to any plans you might have ambitions you might have had with music and creativity uh, you know, all of a sudden you have a, a sort of daily responsibility. Um, yes, that was quite an interesting wake up call. I figured I would just have the kid, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and he would just sit there in a little plastic seat while I did all my artwork and right. things. And he was a very colicky baby. And I was blown. Of course, I was only 20, you know, mm -hmm. but yes, that is quite a, uh, a wake-up call, but, um, you know, you guys remember me and your pop. 
you know, playing music here and there and always having music on in the house. And yeah. Yeah. It, I always. It was still a way that we all, you know, communicated and st that was a connection for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people that I, when I'm asked, you know, uh, when did I get introduced to music? Like it was from the moment I was born. Um, you know, I have, I'm the youngest of the three kids. And by the time I came along, it was just a house full of music. Really. I, I, I just remember growing up being surrounded by music all the time coming out of every person in the house and out of the speakers and <laughs> just everywhere. So, nice. um, but I, yeah, I love that you guys would, uh, Sorry. No, you go ahead. You I'm go just ahead. getting excited. Sometimes there's delays in the audio here, so it's easy to talk over each other. But yeah. I'm more interested in what you have to say. Well, I just loved that um, because I because I wanted, and your pop did too, wanted music in our lives. Um, we loved having all the instruments, you know, and all the practicing. You guys really took well to, well, before you do anything after school, let's, you know, practice for half an hour or, and nobody made too much of a stink about that. You know, it was always happening in some degree in the house, which was just, just a wonderful gift for mm. both of us, for both Pop and I. And, and then his favorite thing to do was play DJ. He could have been a great DJ. Uh -huh. we, used to, we used to talk about that because he always had the radio on and he knew everything about every singer songwriter and details about them. And I always thought that he would do a really good job um, doing that. So we would have DJ nights. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember. I remember <laughs> occasionally stomping downstairs and saying, mom, pop, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd be, we'd have a fire in the fireplace and take turns spinning records or yeah. he would do one night and I would do another night. And yeah. It was yeah. Great. Great stuff. Amazing. Well, I, I have something, a point later that I want to kind of return to this relationship of music and creativity and family. But, um, but for now, I want, maybe we should move on to the song. So what do you, what do you remember about the song Rainy Day, how it came about? Um, yeah, the genesis of the song. Do you what, do you have any recollection of that? Well, what I do remember is, um, I think it happened pretty quickly. It was at a difficult time in my life. I had my father had just died. Mm. Um, I was newly single. Um, I had just come back from Tibet. Uh, being mm -hmm. in Tibet for months. So the combination of being in a third world country, losing my dad, having the marriage change, uh, you know, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I want to get back into music and I want to um, do all this stuff. And <laughs> I don't know, I guess I was just trying to find myself, but the combination of all that loss and I was uh, in community college and I was, I, I was just from the local community college taking a computer class to learn how to get around and use the com computer. But my, I had so much grief in my head, I, I couldn't focus for very long. So I'd get in there and I'd be like, 
where am I? Am I in Tibet? Mm. Am I? I mean, it was just so bizarre. From com- it was just there was so much loss at that moment. Yeah. Um, and it was raining, you know, on in Western Oregon, and it was just so dismal. And I, I had to leave the class. I just went up to the instructor and said, <laughs> "I can't do this." Um, he was very kind, and I went out into the car, and I sat in the car, and I'm looking at a tree that has a couple of its fall leaves left on it, just hanging there. Uh-huh. And there's this water coming down the windshield. And I was so lost. And I just started thinking. And I mean, I was like concerned. I was so lost. And I just thought, okay, rainy day, cold wind blowing, bare limbs, mm-hmm. dappled leaves, the ones that are hanging there. Guess I'll sit here. Watch and listen mm-hmm. while the raindrops fall because I was just, and you know, anyone knows when you're in a place of such grief. And I was just kind of trying to surrender to it, I think. Yes. And the song, the other words that came, then I kind of got a little excited. And I, I'm thinking that the entire song came to me right then. Right. So I grabbed something in the car to, to write on and, and it was like I was trying to comfort myself and give myself some hope, you know, yeah. around the rest of the words. Um, um, I don't have them right in front of me, but... Uh, um, I've got them right here, actually. Let's see. So, yeah, as you just said, rainy day, cold wind blowing, bare limbs, dappled leaves. Guess I'll sit here, watch and listen to the raindrops fall, falling down. The next line... Is that my heart there raining past? Yeah, I was just in so much grief. It's like, that's what I feel like is just this gray slush coming down. (laughs) Is that my heart there raining past? Um, Seems it all goes by so fast. Yep. Um, I mean, I just, that just says it all to me because I always, my, my feeling... You know, I haven't pried too much about this song. We've we've spoken about it a bit before, but like just he- hearing that, that in a moment, this, this transformation of being overwhelmed by all these feelings and then surrendering to it and actually just looking at it. And then it's like, it's like you moved somewhere new. You, you said you, you, you got almost excited. It's like you got stimulated. It's like, once you were able to surrender and just see, see what you were feeling and what the situation was, it's like, then it could bring you somewhere almost, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, it's really, it's, tr- it's really beautiful. Isn't that a truth about life? It's kind yeah. of like in the resistance of what's wrong, you know, or this is too overwhelming. It's like, okay, so just, stop and surrender to it and mm-hmm. and then once you're in it it can once you let it be what it is then it can move a little bit to what whatever it's going to be yeah so i feel that the song kind of moved in that direction and it i played that song over and over every day it was like my my prayer at the time was right. my mantra to yeah. kind of get through a certain period of time. 
it really helped me. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how- it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Like that's that music has played that role in my life so many times. And, yes. and, and I think it, it just, that's the power of, of music for you, you know? Um, well, absolutely. So, so what do you remember about the recording of that song? I'll just say, I, when I was, because I recorded that song for you, and, and I was, you know, probably 18 at the time, maybe even 17, and I had just recently gotten some recording equipment, and it was just experimenting with doing my first home recordings, and, um, and so, I'd, yeah, I'd like to hear from your point of view how that recording came about, because I, I don't remember a whole lot but I know that I recorded you. (laughs) I I think is it challenging my memory? I think you said to me one day, Peter, I've got this song, you know, I know you've got some recording equipment. Would you mind helping me record this song? Is that sound right? I think Um, so. So maybe, maybe something like that. And because you were just trying out the equipment, you were kind of open to, you know, playing around with it. But I remember I was so, all the songs you recorded that I did, I was so sheepish about it because I, I just don't feel like I'm really a musician. You know, these are all just like things that help me get through life. Right. So I, I, I think of my children as kind of pursuing what I never really finished because of the course that life went, but I, that sounds probably about right, yeah. but I remember um, it not, not having performed a whole lot. And because you're my boy, I just remember feeling really kind of shy and embarrassed and like, it yeah. wasn't very good. I'm really hard on myself that way. It's not it's well, good. It's, well, I mean, look at your, your start with music. When I asked you how you got started with music, you said, I had to take the guitar and play it in secret because nobody could find out. It's like, it's almost like, you know, how much of that has stayed with you in your relationship with music? Too much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm still working on those things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel very grateful. I was encouraged to, to play music uh, around the house. And, and, and it's, it's, it's that encouragement that, gives me the confidence to share it with people so openly, I think. Um, Bless your heart. Well, okay, Mama, I want to, I think now is a good chance to listen, have a listen to the song, if you don't mind. And then we can come back. I have some more points I want to get into about the song, but I thought at this point, for people who haven't heard the song and we've been yapping away for however long, maybe we should just show them what the song is. Absolutely. Okay. Once, let me figure out how to do this here. Here we go. So this is, this is Sayla Broderick's Rainy Day, recorded around 2005. I say around because obviously neither of us really remember too clearly when exactly this was recorded. But uh, here we go.
troubled leaves Guess I'll sit here Watch and listen
There it is. There it is. So I think this is the part where where uh, I kind of take over the story a little bit in this Good. in this song. Um, because so I I helped you record that song when I was a teenager. And this this is it's I can't relate to this feel how I felt then now, but at the time, you know, as 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 many kids feel coming up, a lot of kids aren't that interested in what their parents are doing. You know, I I'm, I think that's quite a common um, occurrence, and and maybe even necessary for people to sort of differentiate themselves as they Absolutely. come into to being. But but at any rate. At the time, you know, I thought, I think, I can't remember exactly how I felt, but I think my attitude towards it was something like, well, sure, I'll, I'll help my mom record this song. You probably even helped me buy the recording equipment. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, at, at the time, it's kind of like, well, how can I say no? How can I say no? You know, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't say no. So, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have really consciously meant much to me at the time. You know, I just... I, I helped you do it. And I, I probably even thought in my, in my sort of teenage angsty folly, I probably thought, well, oh, what's this cheesy song? You know, like something really pathetic <laughs> like that. <laughs> so the song goes onto a hard drive somewhere. And luckily, it's, it, it, I, you know, it, it got saved. And I have a... I have such a distinct memory of the moment when I refound that song. So I'll do, I'll set, let me set the scene here. I was, this was, let's see, must've been around 2010. Um, I was traveling with some friends playing music. I was actually in Ireland where I now live coincidentally. Um, but I was just passing through Ireland at the time. I was in Cork doing something at the opera house with, uh, with Efteklang, the Danish band. And we had a break from our rehearsals one day and I was going through my computer, putting some music on, on an iPod to listen to. And I came across your song rainy day and I thought, well, it's been a while since I heard that all. And I think, you know, I, I'd been away from home for several years and I was kind of missing you and missing the family. And I thought, Oh, I'll listen to my mom's song, you know? so I put it on my little iPod and uh, I go out in front of the opera house and I'm, I'm sort of standing in the rare Irish sunshine, uh, walking, <laughs> walk, pacing back and forth, just listening to some tunes and your song comes on. And I had this, it was, it was an absolute epiphany. It was like, all of a sudden I saw you as a person and not just my mom. And and I was completely overwhelmed with the beauty of this song. I just felt like, what a beautiful song. You know, it, it just, poof, just hit me. Um, it hit me so powerfully. And uh, so I went, I, when I got home to Berlin, where I was living at the time, I picked up the guitar and I, you know, oftentimes when I love a piece of music, I'll just start, try and learn how to play it myself. It, it happens yeah. with other stuff too, but I felt like 
also because you're my mother and you wrote this song, I felt like I, I need to learn how to play this song. And so then I, I went home to Berlin and I learned how to play it. And I recorded a version and I sent it to you. Do you, do you remember that? I do. What, were there some other people in the background too, like playing some percussion things? That was another version that I recorded later on. Okay. There was, there there's was a one, couple. there's yeah. a couple versions. Yeah. There's one, I've, I've got it here. We can listen to it in a minute. If you, if you, if you're curious to hear it once again, um, a piece of it. Yeah. 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 Maybe we could just hear a piece of it, but, um, yeah, I, before, before I, I, I play it, um, I just wondered if this is something that I wanted to ask you because now, now I'm raising uh, a small f a family, raising a boy, and, ha and now I'm in the position that you were in <laughs> many years ago. And as I was just saying, me being a child and not, uh, not caring too much about the creative endeavors of my parents and almost having an apathetic relationship um, towards them. I just, uh, and knowing your own hesitancy to, to share and openly pursue your creative endeavors, I, I just wanted to ask, does it, does, did it affect you to have kids around who are like, oh, mom, stop playing that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Stop using your yoga voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, kids are kids are supposed to be that way. It's like that's just the natural progression of self growth is is mm -hmm. kid being all about in their own thing. And I love that you shared the story with me of like when you first heard that song, completely different as me as a person because. Mm -hmm. That is just so classic. We don't know who our parents are. You know, we're, yeah. they're supposed to be there and take care of everything. And hopefully you get enough of something to be able to survive in the world. So um, it was a little challenging, but the, it wasn't because of you guys. It was because of my own uh, shyness or feeling uh, not good or uh, uh, my own head uh, what, what do you want to call it? My own um, self-critique, my own merciless criticism of myself mm. that, um, you know, to this day, I mean, now it can go on and I'll go, oh, yeah, there you are. Well, I'm not going to listen to you today, so I'm going to just do <laughs> this thing. You know, I mean, it's a practice. Yeah. And um, I think it's delightful you were just where you were. And don't ever feel bad about that. Okay. It's absolutely precious can, that you're telling me this now uh -huh. it's like it's like it comes around full circle but yeah it's you my children you know obviously your time constraints are different but um no we, i just we create our yeah own. okay yeah i think i think now. yeah i get. i guess i i just wonder about like you know the type of uh, a person raising a family and 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 being creative and pursuing those creative endeavors in whatever way they're they're they feel like versus a person who doesn't have a family who surrounds themselves with people who are encouraging them and supporting their creative endeavors you know Isn't that uh, nice? 
yeah, yeah, but they don't they don't have the luxury of a a family that can then grow up and tell you twenty years later how lovely you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I'm just letting all that in. Great. Um, it was just beautiful. I mean, it really, uh, it really blessed both your pop and I that um, you guys were felt so free to be creative and pursue those things. That was a lot of reward in itself. And just mm. like any change that happens in life, you know, you get an illness, this or that. It's like, yeah, it takes a little while to get used to that, but it's certainly not the fault of the kids or, you know, yeah. the, the circumstances. So it's like how you then are going to react to what you're going to do with that is mm. what it is. And I, I was able to sit around and play my guitar at night when you guys were going to sleep or, mm -hmm. No, I have very fond memories. It's just, um, I, I mean, I feel that because I could at least, because we could create a home where you guys could be creative, that in a sense, like, blesses me. Like, oh, I, I didn't do it myself per se, but look at my children and how sure. they're able to do. And that's, that's just so sweet. Hmm. Well, well, thank you for that. I think, you know, just as you know, I, I, I often come back to you and I'm, I'm, I'll almost hound you nowadays. Like, mom, have you, have you written a song, any songs? Are you playing any music? And it's like now, once I discovered for myself, how much I love what you do musically, then I've always thought like, well, geez, why, why is it, why doesn't she do more of that? And gosh, I hope not, I'm not responsible for, you know, hindering her in any way to, for uh, pursuing her creative endeavors, you know, so I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Don't you even dare go there. Okay. All right. No, All right. No, no. I won't dare grow. No, I am. I am a 62 year old woman now. And life is, you just wait as <laughs> yeah. life goes on. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See so things go and change. So back in the life of this song, in the life of the song, the song found you in 2005, right? In that moment in the car. And then it found me five years or so later and uh, um, ended up going through the filter of, of Peter Broderick. So oh, I love it. I think I do remember this. Yeah, it's, it's quite, I, even the way I started, I'm like almost doing a little bit of beatboxing or something. You could tell I was just very invigorated by the song, a song which... Yeah which started out as something so um, full of grief and, and sort of suffering invigorated me. Uh, and, and it's quite became sort of an energetic quite thing. So um, I like what you did with it. And we did it once at Mississippi studios. Remember with, yes, I'm going to return to that in a moment, mom. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This is, this is a bit of rainy day in, in Berlin um, around, I guess, 2010 or 11. Wind blowing, bare limbs 
Guess I'll sit here, watch and listen to the raindrops fall, falling down. Ooh. Is it my heart there, raining past? Seems it all goes by so fast Falling down, rising up Falling down, down, down To sacred ground Ooh. So you know what, I'm just, yeah, I'm just realizing that particular recording has never been published anywhere or anything. And so I'll leave it there for now, but I'll tell the listeners that um, if they want to hear the whole thing, I'll put that version of it up on, um, on, on SoundCloud uh, for, for people to hear if they, want, if they want to hear the whole thing. It's um, so beautiful. I, I love what you did with it. So gentle. Um, well, thanks, mom. Um, so this is, this is the amazing part of this story for me is that, uh, one of the amazing parts is that eventually you and I got to play this song together. Um, it was after that time living in Berlin, I eventually made my way back to Oregon and I was doing some performing around the Pacific Northwest and we we did a show at Mississippi studios in Portland where we played together. We did one more show too. And I don't know if you remember this, it was at the housewarming party of uh, a woman named Shannon. And I was, but it, that was a different song, wasn't it? Well, green eyes, green eyes, but we also played rainy day. And I know that because oh. my friend Marcus, you know, Marcus, big yeah. shout out to, uh, to Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Marcus sent me, he had a recording of that show, which he oh, sent to me. Oh, wow. So if, you, if you're up for it, I think we should listen to and show people a version of you and I playing this song together. What a treat. Yeah, nice surprise. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's a little rough around the edges for sure. And we, we both, we, we, we both hit a few bum notes here and there, but <laughs> I'm amazed. I actually think, you know, if you and I just put in a little time, we could be, we could, we could be a pretty solid duo, mom. I know. Well, sign me up. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to play this, this version and then, you know, we can, we can sort of wrap up with any last sort of, uh, comments about the song there is one or two more things i'd love to ask you about it but um let's play let's play Sounds this good. let's play this version i even for people watching i even went and found some stock footage of a ra of rainy days and and uh put it together put it together for this one so we can watch some rain as well here we go <laughs>
rainy day, cold wind blind, bare limbs, dark old leaves. Guess I'll sit here, watch and listen to the raindrops. too bad no and just you know the first shot of all the rain on the windshield it's like it just took me right back there wow you know, like that's just 
that's just, oh, I had, there's no words. There's just no words, but do so much. Ah. I I just I just was amazed that that recording still existed, and I only got it from Marcus, you know, pretty recently. And I, <laughs> like you, I didn't remember that we even played that song there, you know. Um, but but yeah, so this song did eventually uh, get released on on an album that came out last year that you know. Um, I was sort of kind of secretly collecting different recordings of yours over the years and yes, um, eventually compiled them into what to me felt like an album and approached a record label, uh, Western Vinyl. Here's a shout out to Brian at Western Vinyl. Hi, Brian. <laughs> um, for, 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 for turning this, this, this dream into a, a real thing, this record uh, with, with Sailor Broderick's name on it. Um, so so that came out in 2020 last year um with with the song rainy day on it um and 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 just just so people are aware there's there's a there's a number of different styles of music on here you know there there's your there's your folk songs with guitar but there's also a couple pieces that are more uh sort of meditative um where you're playing your flute and it's and and more tied in with your work as a as a yoga teacher and um and and a healer of sorts as well in 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 the healing arts that you've been a part of so um so yeah that's all that's all on there too um but there's there is one question i wanted to ask you about about the the lyrics of the song uh and i don't know how much you you want to want to get into this but there's <clears throat> there's a line that in the original song um, in, in open harms, he holds you tight. And eventually, uh, that, that's how it's written originally in the recording. Originally and, written that way. Yeah. But, but when we went to print the lyrics, we actually changed the line. And, and as we just heard in that version there in open arms, you are held tight. There's this he yes. taken out of it. And I just wondered if you wanted to say anything about that. Cause I quite like that. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that creative decision to make that change. And, and it's, yeah, I just wondered if you have anything to say about that. I thought you might ask me that question. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I think that part of uh, stuff that I was going through at the time and that, that I still continue to grow in, I, I was raised Catholic and Christian and um, had my own special relationship with that faith that uh, was something uh, that's still a part of me. But I think through different um, explorations in my life, like going to Tibet, studying Buddhism, um, all religions. I've done a lot of hospice work and part of doing hospice work is learning about people's different faith traditions and how they treat death and how they go through the process of, of death with people. And they're all different, but they're all the same, you know? Mm. So I, I wanted to make my God bigger. I think God is too big to put 
he, she, it, mm-hmm. Mohammed, you know, all these different names to it. And I know that might ripple some feathers with certain people, but I just think that God knows who we are personally and that all of those faith traditions have wisdom for us. Mm. That, mm. Um, you know, I obviously found mine um, through uh, the Christian faith for so many years, and I still love things about it. Um, but I feel like it's so much bigger, like, like all this separating that happens through everything. I mean, look at our world. I just yeah. think there's a bigger picture that it's, it's hard to put a, a name on. And, but there's this underlying heartbeat, this underlying love hmm. that we each have to find in our own ways. And there's no, to me, in my experience working with dying people, there's no right or wrong around hmm. what makes people come to love. And if I'm going to go to hell for that, so be it. I I just, uh, from exposing myself to third world countries, sitting with people while they're dying, um, they're struggling because someone told them if they didn't believe such and such, they're going to hell. And, you know, just holding these people and going, sweetheart, no, you are loved just the way Mm. you are. And no, you know, I'm sorry your friend left you because you, you know, stopped going to church or whatever. I'm so sorry that happened to you, you know, and I just have seen too much of that and Mm. it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't feel like I need to convince anyone of that. Right, right. Put any judgment on where anybody is in that. That's just my own experience and my life stories. And I just, to me, love is too big to... There's just so many ways for it to come through, you know? Yeah. So that's why the changes in that. I didn't want the song to, I didn't want it to turn people off if he meant a male figure, Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, whomever your yeah. thing is. I wanted it to be all inclusive. And okay. more true to how you feel yourself. So it could resonate with your own truth and your yeah, own experience. Yeah. And thank you for asking that. I've never <clears throat> really um, said that out loud or put words on it, but I appreciate that. Well, I think, I think the reason why I'm so intrigued by it is it, is it speaks to, um, it speaks to my own personal experience as well. In in, you know, growing up in, in sort of small town America, and really only being exposed to, you know, different forms of Christianity. Um, that was really all I was exposed to as a kid. And, and you know, yeah. and, 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 and perhaps more dominantly, uh, a lack of any kind of spirituality and a very secular kind of culture that, um, you know, makes sure you don't mention the word God in school. And, you know, so, um, so, so, so I came out of that and then I... I went traveling all around the world and, and I sp- I've spent so many time in so, di- so many different countries and I met so many different types of people that have different ty- brands of spirituality and, um, 
at some point for me, I see, I, I thought I was stupid enough to think that I made up the idea that, wait, these are all the same thing, you know, because I think so <laughs> many people come into that realization in, in different ways. But when that dropped upon me, that idea of, wait, maybe these are all different lenses of looking towards the same big truth. And, and that just helped me, that helped me to, to be, because I used to feel like, uh, like there's some sort of wall between me and someone who practices a, a certain kind of faith that, that I'm not, that I don't subscribe to as if we don't have that in common. But at some point I started to feel like I, I, I certainly believe we have it in common. It, we might have different ways of, of, of getting at the whatever truth or mystery that we feel, even an atheist who doesn't believe anything or want to put a name on it. Like to me, it's all just ways of, 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 of looking at, at the world and, so, so that was a per- huge realization for me. Uh, and I think that came around the time that I was w- working with this song of yours and, and, and first had the discussion with you uh, about, about that one line that was very, you know, it was a very small little thing. Oh, oh, now I, now I sing it like this. There wasn't, you know, we, this is the most we've ever really, really gone into it. Uh, but it, it's always intrigued me that that little change, and I feel that it's very profound as well. And that's why that's why I you know I was supportive as well of even though the song in the recorded version says in open palms he holds you tight. When we printed the lyrics in there, I also thought it's a good idea to make it say uh, in open palms you are held tight. You know, yes. so. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, I like that. I I it resonates with me, Mama. Bless your heart. We are all learning and growing and changing. And 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 I think when you open yourself up to like you, all the traveling you did and all the different people you met, and it's like when you get out there in the world. Um, you, you know, through me, that happened with doing hospice work, walking into people's lives at a critical time when their loved one's dying. And, Mm. you know, there was no right or wrong in just holding those people, you know, like the redemption of, of people feeling loved during that time, which is so telling to me about, it just doesn't matter who, where, what, when, just be there and, and be there for what the reality is and show up. And that's where redemption happens for people where you feel, where you can feel changed because there's a common love or something, Mm. a common force. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe just to add one more, one more point or example of this, uh, mentality. I, I was listening to um, someone speak on another podcast recently, and it was someone who had been a, a doctor in an intensive care unit um, and done hospice work as well, but sort of looking after a lot of people who are on their way out and um, also sometimes resuscitating people after sort of when they passed away and like bringing them back, back into life. Yeah. And 
this was a man who had um, grown up in the Christian faith, but through these experiences of resuscitating multiple people over time, had a complete transformation on their their sort of view of spirituality because he would resuscitate all these different people who had different different you know beliefs, and they would all come back and say they'd been in the same place you know <laughs> they'd all say the same thing to him and why the heck did you bring me back here <laughs> exactly um, all those uh, life after death experiences are yeah very much very similar yeah that's very comforting to me yeah uh, it is to it, me as well it is to me it's very comforting so yeah good conversation peter yeah, mom. Well, I'm going to leave our listeners with, um, because I like to show the journey of the song and all the journey the song has been through there. You did mention earlier, there is another version that I did of this song with a group of musicians in Switzerland where they're playing some percussion and stuff. And you and I have probably heard the song enough now that we don't need to listen to, but I'll, I'll throw it in there, um, as a way to end this show. Um, so so yeah, thanks so much for doing this, Mom. If, if there's anything else you want to say, uh, then feel free. And otherwise, I'm maybe we'll do so this glad again. I did this. I was kind of nervous about it, but um, I just think you're adorable, and you just fill me up. And thank you, Mom. For don't embarrass me. me. Gosh. <laughs> no, I'm. This I'm was sorry. quite lovely, and. Yeah. And um, I appreciate all your sharing and your wanting to do this with me. It just um, makes my day to, it makes my life. So I appreciate you very much. And oh. thank you for asking me. I'm very honored. <sighs> thank you, mom. Well, uh, I literally wouldn't be here without you. So <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Love you too, mom. Thanks. Rainy day, cold wind blowing, bare limbs, dappled leaves. Guess I'll sit here, watch and listen to the raindrops fall, falling. Set my heart there, raining past Seems it all goes by so fast Falling down, rising up Falling down, down, down To sacred ground Yeah, it's how it 
Falling down 